Hey, hello, and welcome to the Learn Everyday English Podcast, your roadway to English proficiency. Hey, you've come to the right place to improve your listening comprehension skills and mastery of the English language. My name is Gary, and I will be your host today. I'm a native English speaker born and raised in the United States and a retired engineer living in a small Texas town about one hour north of Houston. I'm also a language learner. I'm studying Spanish, so I know what it is like to learn a new and different language. Hey, so now let's jump right in to today's episode. Well, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, as a guy by the name of Mr. Rogers used to say. We were having a cold snap or a cold spell, as we say in English, which means the weather has turned rather cold. It was near freezing overnight. But today the sun's out and it's a beautiful day. Still a little bit cool, or sometimes we say a little bit chilly, which means a little bit cool. But it's going to be a nice day. So welcome to episode 14 of the Learn Everyday English podcast. Glad to have you with me today. And in this episode, we're going to continue our discussion of phrasal verbs. This time, we're going to talk about phrasal verbs with the word go. We, we talked about phrasal verbs with the word come earlier in a previous episode. So go is kind of opposite. Sometimes you say to come and to go. So I wanted to have an episode using the word go and hope you'll find this interesting. But before we get started, again, to remind you that we have a webpage at Learn Everyday English, and it's www.learneverydayenglish.com. Hey, go there. You can find links to the podcasts. And also, we have a Learn Everyday English YouTube channel. So you can go to the webpage. There's a link that will take you to the YouTube channel where you can find interesting and engaging videos about everyday life, grammar, and a whole lot of different topics that will help you learn and improve your English. So I hope you can check that out and encourage you to do that. But without further ado, hey, let's get going and jump right in to today's episode. Well, today we're going to talk about phrasal verbs with the word go. I'm going to give you 12 phrasal verbs, give you a definition, and use the phrasal verb in a sentence. Again, don't worry about trying to write all this down. Go to the Learn Everyday English webpage, and there is a separate page or a link on the home page that says Podcast Resources. Just go there or click on that button and go to episode 14, and there you will see a document notes uh, that go along with this episode, and you can download that and follow along with me along with this episode. It's a good way to read along with me and use it as a reference to refer back to uh, if you forget some of these phrasal verbs or just want to review them. So number one is the phrase, go along with, go along with. And that means to agree with, or to accept or support whatever someone says or asks. So again, go along with can mean to agree with somebody or something, 
or to accept or support whatever someone says or asks. So, for example, John is such a yes man. He goes along with whatever his boss says and asks him to do, even though he doesn't always agree with it. John is such a yes man. He goes along with whatever his boss says and asks him to do, even though he doesn't always agree with it. And here I use the phrase, yes man. So a yes man is a person who always says yes to everything, even if it's not good or he doesn't agree with it. So usually in English, saying somebody is a yes man is not a good thing. You're saying they don't voice up, they don't speak their opinion to anybody else. They just say yes to whatever is asked of them. The second example of a phrasal verb with the word go is to go by, go by. And this has two different meanings. So one, it could mean just to pass by a place or location, which you've probably heard this usage before. But to go by can also mean to follow or use as a reference or a guideline. Follow or use as a reference or a guideline. So, for example, the first sentence is go by, used in the meaning of pass by. The tour bus will go by the president's house when we are in the downtown area. The tour bus will go by the president's house when we are in the downtown area. So the bus will pass by the house. The second example is this. To help prevent the coronavirus, we will go by the rules established by the World Health Organization. To help prevent the coronavirus, we will go by or use as a reference or use as guidelines. We will go by the rules established by the World Health Organization. And in English, a lot of times, instead of saying world health organizations, and that's kind of a long phrase. We just say who or the who. So if you might hear that on English TV, the who said, and that means the World Health Organization said. The third example is to go for, or sometimes we might say, and you might hear, go for it, go for it, or go for and this means to make an effort to achieve or attain something. To make an effort to achieve or attain something. For example, I can say, If you want to change careers and go to culinary school to become a chef, I say, go for it. If you want to change careers and go to culinary school to become a chef, I say, go for it. So here, this sentence, you may have a couple of questions. Culinary school just means cooking school. And to become a chef, it's spelled C-H-E-F. A lot of times people think this is pronounced chef, but no, it's pronounced chef, like S-H, chef. So the sentence says, if you want to change careers and go to culinary school to become a chef, I say, Go for it. That means I say, go ahead and do it. Try to achieve that, to attain that through effort. 
The fourth example is to go off, or sometimes we say go off on. But to go off can mean to explode, explode. But then go off on means to become angry and usually shout at someone or somebody. So this has two different meanings. So the first example is go off, as in explode. Example sentence. While trying to defuse the bomb, it went off and seriously injured John. While trying to defuse the bomb, it went off and seriously injured John. So to defuse, we usually use this uh, in a bomb. It means to, to make the bomb incapable of exploding. That means to defuse. But also we use defuse in a, another way. Say if there's a controversial situation, two people are very upset and angry at, at each other. Maybe they want to begin fighting each other. You can try to go in and defuse the situation. That means you want to calm the situation down so it, don't, it doesn't become aggressive or the situation doesn't explode. The second uh, example is to go off on. Again, this means to become angry and usually shout or yell at someone. So an example sentence is this. His boss went off on Joe during the meeting because he didn't complete his assignment on time. His boss went off on Joe during the meeting because he didn't complete his assignment on time. This means his boss started yelling at Joe because he didn't have his work finished or his assignment completed on time. The fifth example is to go on, go on. And this means to continue, continue. For example, don't stop telling me the story about your childhood. Please, go on. Don't stop telling me the story about your childhood. Please, go on. That means, go on means, please, continue. Keep telling me the story about your childhood. I want to hear more. Please, go on. And you'll usually hear go on used and combined with the word please. So people will say, please, go on, please continue. Another number six, this is similar to number five, but this is go on and on, go on and on. And this means to talk excessively or to talk too much to the point where the person that is listening to you doesn't want to hear it anymore. They are tired of listening to you. For example, I can say, I hate talking to Mary. She just goes on and on. I hate talking to Mary. She just goes on and on. Like she just talks and talks and talks and never stops. She doesn't know when to stop. The seventh example is to go out, go out. And this means to stop burning or to lose power. Stop burning or to lose power. So the first example I'm going to give, I'm going to use in the reference of losing power. So during the storm last night, the lights suddenly went out at 10 p.m. During the storm last night, 
the light suddenly went out at 10 p.m. That means we lost power. The lights went out. But go out can also mean to stop burning, for example. The fire went out only after it started raining. The fire went out only after it started raining. And here you see that the verb go and the word go is translated in the past tense, went out. Number eight is the phrase go out with, go out with. And this just means to go on a date with somebody, to go on a date. And to go on a date means if a a guy goes out with a girl, say, to a movie or to a restaurant to eat, or a girl goes out with a guy, that means they are going on a date. That's in English. So, for example, I can say or ask somebody a question. Are you going out with Mary this weekend? Are you going out with Mary this weekend? That means are you going out on a date with Mary this weekend? Are you all going somewhere, like maybe to the movies or restaurant or do something interesting, the museum maybe? Number nine is go over, to go over, which means to review. This is just one of the examples or meanings of go over. For example, I can say, do you have time to go over the assignment for English class? There is something I don't understand. Do you have time to go over the assignment for English class? There is something I don't understand. That means, do you have time to review it with me, like to help explain it with me so I can understand it? Number 10 is the phrase, go over one's head, go over one's head. And this means to not understand something. For example, I can use this sentence. Phrasal verbs can be so confusing. The information in class today went over my head. Phrasal verbs can be so confusing. The information in class today went over my head. That means the information we learned in class, I just didn't understand it. It went over my head. Number 11 is go without. Go without. And this means to skip or abstain from something. And that just means to not use something. For example, since I got laid off last month, I have had to go without meeting with my English tutor since I don't have the money right now. Since I got laid off last month, I have had to go without meeting with my English tutor since I don't have the money right now. So here we say, I have had to go without meeting with my English teacher. That means I have had to stop meeting with or to skip meeting with my English tutor since I don't have the money right now. So actually to go without can mean to stop doing something. And number 12, the last example, is to go under. And we use this mainly when we're talking about businesses that are having trouble. And it means to go bankrupt or go out of business. Bankrupt means to, to run out of money. You, have, you don't have enough money to run or operate your business. So the business has to go under. So, for example, I can say, 
Because of the coronavirus pandemic, many businesses have gone under. Because of the coronavirus pandemic, many businesses have gone under. That means they have gone bankrupt and gone out of business. So I hope you found this episode interesting, phrasal verbs with the word go. Again, um, just use this episode to help improve your listening comprehension, for one. I've read and watched some videos on YouTube saying that podcasts are an excellent way and a key way to learn and improve another language. For your instance, this is English. And a lot of people say it's important to listen to a podcast uh, several times, maybe two, three, four, five times. The first time, just listen to the podcast and just don't worry about trying to understand everything. Maybe don't even use the program notes or a transcription if that's available. The second time, listen to it with the program notes or transcription and you may have to listen to that uh, two or three times. Then try to listen to it again without any notes and you'll find that your comprehension and ability to discern what is being said or spoken has greatly improved. And I do the same thing with Spanish, and I like to listen to a lot of Spanish podcasts. So as we say in English, hey, well, that's enough for now. That's enough for now. And that means, hey, that's enough. I don't need to keep talking about this. Let's talk about something else. So again, hope you enjoyed this episode. And we'll see you later. So I hope you enjoyed episode 14 of the Learn Everyday English podcast. Again, I would always love to hear from you and what you thought of this episode. Also, I'd love to hear if you have any questions for me or if you have any suggestions for specific topics you would like me to discuss on this program. Do that by going to the Learn Everyday English homepage. At the bottom, there's a contact form. Just fill that out hey, and send me a message and I'll get it. Read it and I'll even respond back to you. Well, I think that's it for now. Be sure to check out our upcoming episodes. I try to post or upload a new episode once a week every Monday. And I've gotten some good reviews of people saying that they really love and like these episodes and look forward to them coming out. Hey, spread the word spread the word, like tell other people about it, your friends, so that they can know about the podcast and benefit from it as well. Again, that's enough for now. Hey, thanks for listening and goodbye.